opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris Rain Singer, Pat Thunder Singer, and Randy Lightning Saffer. Cast Bringers! Hello! Hello, 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 and welcome to Cast Bringers, the podcast about nerdy pop culture. I'm your host, Pat. With me as always, Chris and Randy. How are you guys doing? Chris, how have you been? What's up, Pat? Well, as you know, when the podcast is recording, the old mic is lit up and the electricity's flowing, and then the storms are coming and you can't pay your bills, then you keep on trucking through your podcasting bringing. That's what I always say. Who's, who says that? Me. Old Chris Singer here says that on the podcast. Okay. The old, the old pay your bills. The, old the podcast checks are in my mail. Put checks in my mail. That's what I always say. All right, that that that's enough of that, Randy. How are you doing? Hello, Pat. I'm doing great. Well, actually, you know what? Let's just dive right into that, Randy. Why are you doing so good, guys? Huge week for me. Lots of nerdy purchases. Uh, I just got the Switch OLED in today. Um, did, so did you drive to Erie, Pennsylvania? I did not drive. Update. Ooh. Update. I found GameStop had one, ordered it last Friday. Um, that one came with Mario Kart, and I realized I really wanted the one with Metroid after talking to some people, including, I think, you guys. Pat, especially Friday night. I, I want to circle back to something real quick, though. Uh, OLED, is that like the industry standard way to say that? <laughs> so I went to GameStop. OLED. So I went to GameStop tonight to buy Back for Blood. Also, really, you seem to be dodging the question, Randy. No, no, no. This is part of the question. Do. I need the right answer. This is part of the question. Uh, answer. So I go to uh, OLED, or I go to um, GameStop tonight. <laughs> I go to GameStop, and the girl behind the counter. I was like, so as I was checking out, I uh, I have a Nintendo OLED that I need to return. Can I just bring it to the store? And she's like. The Nintendo OLED? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, you could be like, okay, I guess that's how you say it. But now apparently you don't say it that I way because you guys are getting on me for it. I've always said it OLED. You, you don't say it OLED? Am I the weirdo? Do am I saying it wrong? Oh man. As I walked out, I could hear her under breath saying, I'm gonna screw him up so bad for Casper's <laughs> later. Wait, she's a fan? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for listening. <laughs> girl at the GameStop and Webster shout out to GameStop and Webster all right uh, so so you got the Nintendo Switch OLED slash OLED yes you got, you got back for blood I got another Nintendo Switch OLED are you sure it's not pronounced OLD <laughs> or is it just what are we, is it just old is it old OLED or is it like in reference to like OLED like Old Ed. <laughs> Old Ed. <laughs> Old Ed. 
I like. Why, no, I think old Nintendo Switch. I think Chris is saying Otherwise the reference used? to to old to old D. Good old D. Good old D. So I bought that, and I got another one with Mario Kart. But I'm gonna keep the one with Metroid. I got my book today for the Dungeons and Dragons group. We're going to start doing castles and crusades. I have no idea what it is, but it sounds fun. Um, I did a nerd night with the other cast bringers last Saturday and we played, yep, you guys, and we played legendary. Um, it was the big trouble, little Kahina. We're just gonna, we're we're just saying words wrong. That's what we're doing. So that was a lot of fun too. So it's been a, been a pretty good nerd week. Although I looked at your guys list and I think. Pat, you definitely outnerded me this week. So, well, so do you want me to go and then we'll yeah, we'll go ahead, with Chris. So, I guess because mine goes right along with you, Randy. I was inspired, especially we we were at a a little uh, Oktoberfest party together on Friday night, and so we were chat. You were you know we were chatting about you getting mm-hmm. a switch and stuff, and it inspired me. I need to give my switch a little bit more love because it's been a while. So I went out. Uh, what did I? I went out Sunday and bought. Um, an old uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening with all the Zelda games coming out on Switch. That one just looked like the most classic like SNES one to me because that was, I think, the last one. Is that the one where you collect the instruments? Yes, and it is just like... Super fun. Yes, it's it's just like the, uh, the Super NES one, so I was so glad I bought it. But with that, I bought the Pro Controller. So Randy, I am telling you, make the investment and buy that Pro Controller. It is awesome. It's so nice. It's better than the ones that come with the Switch. Oh yeah, I mean it's like it's a more typical uh, game controller. So if you're gonna play it docked a lot, it's definitely worth it, and it feels it feels just as good, I think, as the PlayStation Five controller, which is maybe my favorite controller of all. The regular right? Switch controllers are so tiny. Yeah, like, I got pretty big hands, and I just feel like I'm yeah, Chris, you would, eating you, the controllers. You would also. I don't know how much you're playing your Switch, but oh, like never, <laughs> kids. Yeah, but if Can you I ever decide you want to play it, definitely. Yeah, I'll come over and steal your Pro Controller and be all set. Perfect, perfect. Can I ask a quick uh, Switch question? What about the um, SD card? What do you guys recommend, like yes. size wise? It's the biggest, the biggest you can get. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we have a two two fifty six gig right now, and it's decent but i would get yeah at least 256 if not bigger they there is a surprising amount of memory on the built into the switch too so don't feel like you need to like maybe rush to get it uh no we had to rush to get it ours filled oh, up really? right away oh really? i don't know maybe we got a smaller size yeah i don't know mine mine seemed to last for a very long time but i don't know i guess it maybe depends got big games it also depends on we had a bunch of games digitally yeah, not, most of the games yeah. I get, most of the games that I get digitally are like indie games, so they they tend to be a little smaller. We yeah, maybe, like, maybe that's why. Yeah. So I found a two fifty six gig for like thirty bucks. That you yeah. think that would be good enough? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. I'd even go bigger if, if it's like if I can. Big. Okay, I'll find one. All right, sweet. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. One of the I got to ask this question, and I probably would never ask it to any other guys. Um, <laughs> You're going to ask your nerdy friends? I'm going to ask, you know, should I wait? Yeah, wait, 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 maybe we should All right, let's this. wait. Let's wait. We'll wait. Yeah, especially because I'm supposed to be talking about what I'm nerding on. Sorry, Pat. Go ahead. No, it's okay. 
uh, a bunch of just random PS Now games. The hardest thing I think with that uh, is like because it's subscription based and it's like the same problem with Netflix. There's I just navigate the menu for thirty minutes and then I try a game. I play it for two minutes. I'm like, but I don't really want to play this. I just like <laughs> panic picked it and I've I did that for like an hour straight over the weekend of just like. I played, I think, six different games, but each one, like, five to ten minutes into it. I'm just like, I don't really want to do this. Can Play you... through the intro screen. Man, this game ain't no good. Yeah. Can you name a few of them? Because I've done that, too, especially yeah, so, on the um, PlayStation. So I was trying out a couple of different, like, strategy games. So one was, like, a castle building game, and I forget what that one was called. But then Castle uh, Builders. Yeah, it's probably called Castle Builders. <laughs> Castles and Crusades. Castle Bringers. Castle um, Bringers. And then I did um, Dead Island, which is a game I had played before but never beat. So I was like, oh, like I'll jump into this again. This was a fun game. And that, and that was the one I played the longest. Um, I did a little bit of Frostpunk because that's another game I used to have on my computer, but I only played like... No, that's <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Different. Different, but also weirdly kind of the same. <laughs> um, so Frostpunk was one. Medieval, which is like an old... Uh, the remake of the old like playstation one medieval medieval yeah um and oh there was one other one that i'm blanking on what it was uh i don't remember but there was one other game at least too so like all of those i think i played at most 10 minutes of which is like no this isn't it (laughs) Uh, which also which also i think was another factor in me being like i just need to go buy like a switch game because that'll that'll get me like yeah like focused in and locked into playing a game for a while uh, so i did that um also my wife and i started only murders in the building from a recommendation from chris so good. and um and actually some reviews too that i read were very good high on it so uh with all those combined i was like yeah we should watch this and actually my wife i think is way more into it than i am uh she like absolutely fell in love with it so we will be trying to finish that show probably this week um and then i've been trying to watch more of foundation but i'm running into that problem with the hour-long shows like it's just it's a little too long to like commit to watching at you know because the only time i get to watch is at night and just i'm always just like tired and just like i can't really focus for i got like a 45 minute to an hour show and end up picking like a light like half hour show so on episode oh, four or five it gets good it keeps yeah. me awake now how is it so it takes a little while slow burn the first two episodes took a little bit i think there's more like world building and explanation Mm -hmm. now things are picking up yeah chris let's jump into what you've been doing man so you you're on episode four foundation what else oh um the only thing i've done all week is (laughs) read the way of kings Way of uh, so I've been reading with my ears The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, part of the Stormlight Archives. So let's see, over the weekend, I read about 10 hours of The Way of Kings. Then Monday, I did a couple hours of The Way of Kings. Then Tuesday, The Way of Kings. And then Wednesday, did about six hours in The Way of Kings. How long then, is this? What? Wait, 48 long... hours. Wait, how long are you driving for? No, to see, this is the thing. I have like a, a about an hour total commute uh, th- to work and back. So I listen for an hour, then I listen when I walk the dog, and then like at night, I'll put the kids to bed, 
and my wife's been staying up late doing work so i'll just like go sit in my lay in bed and put on earphones and lay listening to the book and staring at the ceiling it's so good <laughs> love it so just 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 the way of kinks yeah pretty much this is like one of those things where you know like you ever had that like super nerdy obsession where you can't do anything mm-hmm. but think else, of, think about or this? do yep Oh, yeah. Like, you know how you talk about, um, like, like to Randy, you're going to call into work tomorrow so you can play your new Switch all day. And I'm like, Chris, are you calling into work tomorrow so you can listen and read The Way of Kings all day? And I'm kind of like, yeah, I've considered it. I would like to do that. <laughs> Part of it, I'm pushing through because I only have the, um, I got it through Libby, which is a, an app, like a library app. And so I only have 21 days to listen to a 48 hour book. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to cram it. I'm I'm at a good pace right now. There's no real, um, you know, I'm, I'm over the halfway point and I think more the halfway point of the book and I'm just past the halfway point in the time I have it. So my rate is going very well. Now is I also this listen the- at 1.25 speed. So that's good. Is this the first book in the series? Yes. Okay. So apparently I was reading, this is a planned 10 book series that is going to be divided into two five book chunks. So the first part of the series is the first five books. I guess that is pretty Mm self-explanatory. Guess what the second part of the series is? Five books? The second five books. You're right, Pat. You're, oh, you're so smart. Um, and he's got the first four books written and book five is supposed to come out in 2023, I think is what I read. Can you give us the gist, Chris? Like what's it, what's the idea? I, I don't, I don't know. There's really <laughs> Seems good. no, I don't know yet. There's just a lot of world building and character like three main characters so no spoilers because the opening chapter is the king gets assassinated and well, so, i don't want to read it now <laughs> it happens in the first chapter and so then uh this one person is like it's then it's like seven five or seven years later and they're still trying to figure out why was he assassinated and i don't then there's a soldier that he's like the main hero but you don't know what's special about him yet is there magic or is it just like uh yeah what what is the genre of this is yeah. it like it's like medieval space fantasy kind of okay. Whoa, space that sounds, that sounds good wait so the thing is there's um yes it's very medieval like there's knights in armor and swords but there's some magic everything is based on like it's based on this planet that's very rocky and there's these giant storms and they're like the storm father is one of the like gods of the planet and so they like the storm light do they have archives for these yeah they have an archive for all the storm light yeah yeah um and like the weapons that they use the most powerful weapons are uh shard blades that are like blades you can summon that are incorporated into your body like a razor <laughs> like claws like no like adamantium a sword. claws like you hold your your hand out 
you have to wait 10 heartbeats and then your sword forms okay 10 heartbeats seems and like a long time. is there interplanetary travel I, I don't not yet but i believe they get to that later i i really do want to read this book now chris mm-hmm. just from this explanation so it's the whole thing this so i don't know if this series gets to the interplanetary travel but brandon sanderson has come out and said all of his book series right now he's got stormlight archives Mistborn, and i think there's another trilogy that all take place in the same universe so he's like i believe he's going to eventually incorporate crossovers between his three major or whatever major um stories that he writes building the scu the sanderson connected universe it's called the cosmere (laughs) he's already named it it has a name already (laughs) try to make a good joke and instead sanderson just (laughs) blasts me so so speaking of this is hilarious. Really changing, switching gears here. Um, so my wife, uh, she's funny. She likes to tell jokes. Everything. She's like, "Hey, Chris, did you know Stephen King has a son?" And I go, "Yeah." And I go, "Do you know his first name is Joe?" And I go, "Yeah." And she goes, "So his name's Joe King?" I go, "No, his name's Joe Hill." He goes, "He goes by Hill." <laughs> She's like, wait, he really does have a son <laughs> named Joe? Oh, yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, you were trying to tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we had this like long discussion about how he does have a son named Joe. <laughs> That's so good. There's layers, man. There's layers, and it's good. So many layers, and I love it's, it. You get it. Definitely is dehydrating telling funny jokes like that. Rick, this guy took a big gulp of water at the end of that one. <laughs> it's um, blueberry lemon seltzer. Oh, that's a good one. I've had that one. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, I wish I could listen like you did, Chris. I swear, if I try to listen in bed, I'd fall asleep in like two minutes. Probably. I do. One night oh, okay. I did fall asleep and I had woke up and had to like the next day on my way to work, had to just rewind until I found something that I heard. <laughs> that you recognized. I missed like 20 minutes. Yeah. I listen but I've, gotten pretty, I've gotten pretty good at realizing I'm falling asleep. Quick, take it out. Stop it. <laughs> and is Sanderson the one who picked up the wheel of time after? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Randy, how are you coming with that? Well, as you know, the library always wants its books back and uh, didn't let me Very renew it for, that place? I think, yeah, what jerks. And it didn't let me renew it for, I think, a fourth time. So <laughs> I had a gotta go back and get that one out again at some point it was good it was really good too that's what stinks so i don't know chris i might just buy it and that'll force me to read it i guess mm-hmm. then you just put it on the stack of books right next to your bed that you're never gonna read again how did you see the stack of books next to my bag or did i well, no, i have one that? so i'm assuming we all oh, have how many do you have let's see i think i have more than you i have to seven or eight at least oh, I have... next to your bed. Yeah. I think well, my, I mine is seven. exploded, so it's not even next to my bed anymore. There's a back room and then it's underneath the table, and then it's I have yeah. I have four and two. Well, two are technically graphic novels and then two books. 
Oh, speaking of, um, I also started reading Why the Last Man. Uh, oh, hold that thought, Randy. Again. Yes, I will we're wait gonna, on the rest of that. We're going to dive into it right now okay. in the multi-strike. All right, Randy, you have an article about Why the Last Man, the TV show. And then obviously talk a little bit about the, the uh, comic and stuff. too. Yeah, guys. So, Chris, did you watch any more episodes? No. Okay. Did I've, you if listen? you haven't heard, I've been busy with the Wave Kings. <laughs> did you listen to any more episodes? Uh, <laughs> no, I've been busy with the Wave Kings. It's the show's getting really good. It's just so, like I said in the last podcast, it's just not your typical post-apocalyptic show. Um, and I found out last week that it got canceled. So no more Why the Last Man on FX. So now I'm watching a show that has a giant mystery to it that will never get answered. So I said, I'm just going to start reading the comic. And I must have left off, Chris, because I asked you last time, I must have left, left off at the issue right before you find out like what happened, because the next issue I read that I picked up this week tells you essentially what happened. So now I'm satisfied. And I don't need to finish anything. Um, it does have a really good ending i highly recommend does it okay yes and it's still good so i actually i have been reading it um but the crazy part is is that it's very convoluted why why the last man was canceled um it was all not to make it too boring but essentially it was all with timing and the pandemic mm -hmm. and when they had to notify the network or the network had to notify them that they want to continue but essentially it's probably going to come back and i guess go ahead what i read was that like for film scheduling you have to like pay your actors to retain them through like to keep them on contract Mm -hmm. and the way the timing of the show worked out with covid and everything that they just couldn't afford to retain the actors on contract because like they would be paying them to pretty much do nothing because everything got pushed shut down delayed and shut down because of covid and everything and there were tons of delays and when the uh, show was getting up and running anyways because there was a lot of dumb stuff was happening with schedules and things so they still have to like write the second season. So you'd be paying actors while this show is still being written, which mm-hmm. it would just be too expensive. Yeah. And I With think showrunner, what I've said, he's not going to let it die. He loves it and he wants to keep continuing it and he's going to find a place for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they're looking at HBO Max to pick it up. Um, yeah. That's like their number one choice. Yeah. And it's gotten 73% on Rotten Tomatoes and, mm-hmm. you know, people are enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was going to be like an extra $3 million to extend the options to the cast. Um, and it was only on Hulu, right? It wasn't even on FX. Yeah, it's FX. It's the, FX they deem it Hulu. like FX on Hulu. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's like first rights premiere on Hulu and then, but it's produced by FX. By FX. Yeah. So, I mean, I, now that I went back to reading the comic, I think they did, they, they upped the comic for sure. Like, I think their casting was phenomenal. Um, I think uh, Yorick is just, he's great in the show. Um, they changed obviously some of the people, same characters, different kind of people. Um, for the show but they're it, they're just they're doing a great job with it and you get to really like the characters so yeah i hope it comes back and i'll keep watching it sweet mm-hmm. uh chris what uh what article did you bring us today yeah so 
Uh, for those of you who are Ted Lasso fans, the series season two ended two weeks ago now, three weeks ago, something like that. And uh, the new trailer for uh, Robert Pattinson's The Batman dropped. So someone, obviously, because it needed to be done, created a mashup of Ted Lasso in the trailer from The <laughs> Batman, and it's fantastic. Don't watch it with your kids when you're putting them to bed, especially your six-year-old. I learned that lesson the hard way because there's a lot of F-bombs. <laughs> Good old Roy Kent. Good old Roy Kent. Dropping some F-bombs. He I'll starts just it. going, F, F, F. Oh, Oliver. Close your ears. I will dive right into my article because it's very uh, much connected. So mine was, again, just talking about the new Batman trailer. And of course, someone just took footage from the original Batman, the animated series, and spliced it over the trailer. Uh, and it was awesome. And I loved it. But really, the reason I picked it, and Chris, I'm, I'm sure it's kind of similar for you, was uh, to talk about the Batman trailer, because I, I don't think we've talked about it together yet since it dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts? Listen, uh-huh. I was not excited at all for this movie. In fact, I was like, what the hell? What are they even thinking? This trailer changed my mind. I will possibly consider seeing this movie now. <laughs> Randy, what about you, man? Well, Pat, you sent the video out, so I watched that before I actually watched the Batman trailer. I was <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, this looks okay. Um and then I was like, you know what? I stopped your video halfway through. I'm like, I should probably watch the new Batman trailer. I didn't even know a new one came out. I thought this was okay. based on the first one. I like the first trailer better. Sorry, guys. I, I hope Is that's there a not... first trailer? I, yeah, I don't even remember the first trailer. trailer. Oh, the first trailer where he goes into the room and the guys all duct tape up. And then it has the Riddler kind of like in shadow. Oh, I thought the first trailer was phenomenal. There was a voiceover well, be... during it. That must be the other one I sent out to you guys, the, the 16-bit one. Must yes. be based on that. that trailer, that's why I said that trailer was stupid because it didn't follow the other one. <laughs> yeah. But now it makes but now, sense. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, this one looks, this one gives you a much better look at the movie. Sure. Uh, we'll see. What do you guys think? I don't know, Pat. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it. I, on the one hand, I'm like, it's kind of cool to see just like the super early, but also like even, somehow even darker and grittier than like yeah. Nolan's Batman. But at the same time, like, but do I really want that? I don't know. Like, uh, but I do, I'm excited to see Pattinson as Batman. Like, I think, I, I know when he was first cast, it was kind of mixed reaction and people were, were even kind of down on it. I actually think he's going to be, I think he's a good actor. So I think he's going to be very good as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, um, my, look, my question though, is: Does is does this take place as he's looping back through to save the protagonist, or is this on his way? Yeah, it, coming it, around that, in the time loop. Yeah, no, it must be him going backwards, or maybe he's he went back and now has reinverted himself forward. Okay, I think is how it works. Sense. Yeah. Does he remember that, or is that something that yeah. he needs to write down so he remembers? Maybe we'll tattoos it, it on him. I don't know. But when does he when does he save all the British troops? Right after he fights. After his top falls, that he spins forever. <laughs> okay. I wait, I mean, wait, is Nolan doing this new band? <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure it's Matt Reeves. I mean, we, I think we can all agree. 
more Batman is always good Batman, no matter what, until you watch the movie and then you decide. So yeah. I'm excited. I, I think any way you look at it, I mean, Colin is Colin. Uh, yeah. He, he's unrecognizable. Yes. I, yeah. I didn't even know that was supposed to be the penguin until I saw a, one of the, the Batman animated retrailer. And right. like, why is the penguin though? <laughs> oh yeah that is him yeah i thought it was like falcone or somebody yeah me too and, and no yeah that's cool um the, the riddler is one of my favorite batman enemies same. so that one i'm villain so i'm looking forward to that one and it's cool like it seems like they kind of while it's the riddler like he seems more uh i don't know like serial killer-y and like yeah. he seems more like calendar man like some of these other like jim carrey from um batman forever just like yeah, that, just right? like that yep over yeah. the top really bright green <laughs> i mean in your trailer you sent out very cartoonish yes because <laughs> it because it's a cartoon yeah got it the batman cartoon was pretty dark i i yeah. hadn't seen it in so long but it definitely had a dark feel to it too i tried to show it to my kids a couple of years like two years ago so they would have been four and six and we're watching one the first like one episode like oh this isn't really appropriate <laughs> i don't think we're gonna watch this that, that's what's funny too about the animated series is like it starts out super dark and gets like a little bit lighter like i think they figured out like ooh, we're like getting a little too like <laughs> shooting too over the top for our audience like we need to tone it down a little bit and then it like it like eases up as the seasons go on but yeah the first like season or so was very very dark, dark which yeah. is why i love that show that show's so good mm -hmm. but all right that's gonna do it for the multi-strike let's move into the killing blow <sighs> this this week's killing blow uh was a late entry actually i don't even know did you guys have time to read this mm -mm. no oh boy okay well this week's killing blow uh article was sent to us by of course none other than our super producer nick nick thanks for all the input as always because this article is really cool. Um, it is a 3D printed chicken brings Star Trek replicators one step closer to reality. So it was scientists and, and uh, students from Columbia University. They combined like a 3D printer and a laser to cook to like 3D print while simultaneously cooking chicken uh, to like basically make like a replicator from Star Trek. Um, it was a team from the Creative Machines Lab at Columbia. And they did, uh, they, I guess they hadn't done some work before on 3D printing edible objects. Um, and so they, so they did it through using like cheese and peanut butter. Um, and then they were applying lasers to use as a cooking element to make the food more nutritious and flavorful. And so now they were uh, able to do it using raw chicken breasts that were pureed um, to get them into like uniform consistency and then were able to print it. It's kind of wild. Okay, so wait, so wait, hold on. They're printing chickens with peanut butter and cheese? No, 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 no. They, they had used <laughs> peanut butter and cheese before. This time they used pureed chicken. So the pureeing chicken and attaching it with lasers? They're cooking it with lasers, yeah. Chickens with lasers on their head? Because why? What else are you supposed to do with lasers? Okay, hey, lasers. Yeah. <laughs> why would we not? I went into the wrong career. Nick, I hold on. Nick, I love the article, but this could be the 
the epitome of clickbait that I've ever seen. This this is nothing like the Star Trek rep. This is just cooking a chicken with a a laser. Like there's no other thing that has. Well, they 3D printed it, Randy, using previously pureed chicken. No, no, no. What they did is they they took pureed it. Then 3D printed the chicken. Hold on, hold on. Chicken. I read the article. They could cut out a step. Hold on. They didn't even 3D print it. They put it into syringes and just squeezed the syringes so it came out of the. Is that what 3D printing is now? Just putting stuff into syringes and having it squeeze out onto a little platform. I, sure. I had my blood 3D printed the other day for a test. I had, to <laughs> I had some Jello shots 3D printed in my mouth a few years ago, so I guess that's cool too. I don't know. I don't know about this one. Randy, it brings us a step closer, at least. It's like a proof of concept, man. This is the same thing as as we've talked about it before. Pop Side Magazine saying we're going to have flying cars next year, and it's still been 20 years since we've had them. So I don't know. Nick, thank you for the article, but this one I'm calling. I'm calling. Nick, I loved it. Baby steps. We're we're going to get there. Don't listen, don't listen to the haters, man. It's all good. But Chris is right. I want to work at Columbia University if this yeah. is my job. You just get to play with lasers and yeah. 3D printing stuff. <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. Yeah. I guess all who's right. hosting Thanksgiving this year? Columbia University. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. That's going to do it for the kill and blow. Let's move into our, because Randy, I think you had a question for us. So we'll oh. go into, I'll ask my nerdy friends. I'll ask my nerdy friends. Yeah, I should have written the question friend. down. Um, oh, he already forgot it. Oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. All right, guys. This is an action. This is like one of the nerdiest ones I've asked. When you guys buy a new gaming system, first of all, that's in like my top three things of I love doing ever. <laughs> and secondly, do you ever just like, I haven't even opened it yet. Do you ever just kind of sit with it unopened and just enjoy the feeling of the, I've done this with every system, the box, like the PS5, I just put on my bed and kind of slept with it there. The Nintendo Wii, when I first bought it, I put it at the foot of the couch and just like took a nap on the couch, dreamt about it. Like, all right, this one might be a little too nerdy for my nerdy friends. I don't know, but I just love the feeling of an unopened game uh, system. Love the potential and the excitement. Yes. Is this I, just me? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's just you. I though personally just open the thing as fast as I can. <laughs> like I, I am, I am the opposite. I'm trying to hook it up and and dive in, you know, sink my teeth into this bad boy as fast as I can. Which makes logically way more sense than what I do, Chris. Maybe, but I can see the appeal to that though too. Of just like like Chris said, like basking in like the excitement and the anticipation of what's going to happen soon. Cause that feeling only comes around once every few years when a new yeah, system sure. comes out. So I really try to enjoy it. For sure. I, for game systems, no. And part of that is I haven't gotten a game system in forever. Um, Except for the switch that you've got. That's not that my children got that. And as soon as they got home, they were uh, screaming and yelling at me to hook it up. So I had no choice. <laughs> um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I, whenever I order something amazing, I don't like and get a package once a day. And I I know what it is. I like sit and just like have it in the package. Like, Oh, this is awesome. Yes. Okay. That's so cool. When I open it 
in the package are like sit out front and my wife would be like aren't you gonna open the package I'm like oh, not yet she's like well, do you know what it is i'm like oh i know exactly what it is don't you want to open it no i'm, I'm it's good where it is <laughs> I, I know it's there i'm i'm prepping I'm prepping to open it that is exactly the feeling yes. you know it yep. and but but leading up to that i just can't it's weird because I'm like all week, I'm like, I cannot wait for this thing to come in. I keep checking my email. When's it going to come in? And then it comes in and then I wait like hours or a full day to even open it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense, but I, yep, I get it. I mean, that that sort of thing has happened to me, not out of like my choice, but just out of like circumstance of just, right, like kids, dom- you know, like my kids will be dominating the TV. So I know like, well, I'm not going to get a chance to play it or do what I need to do with it anyway. So I'm just going to wait. And so, so you I can fully me- enjoy it. Yeah. So for me, I, again, like I said, I, if I had the choice or, or in previous systems or before I had kids, I would hook it up as fast as I could. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I like, I can relate to it. I can understand the excitement of doing that because I have done it recently out of, again, out of circumstance. Yeah. So, so Randy, I don't think that's weird at all. All right. Thanks guys. And that's, I'll ask my nerdy friend. Easy. All right. Let's dive into the meat and potatoes. All right. This week's meat and potatoes was alluded to in the beginning of the show by Chris, but we are talking all things big trouble in little China. That's right. Yeah, well, you know what happens when your favorite podcast starts listening to your favorite movie and then the old (laughs) thunderball comes rolling down the hill and your phones are ringing and your computers are binging. I sound like Jack Nicholson. (laughs) And your microphone keeps on singing. Like, why do you why do you sound like Jack Nicholson like from The Shining or something? little known fact they asked jack nicholson if he wanted to play jack burton i did know that in big trouble in little china so guys well actually i guess first we'll start with giving listeners a background of why we're talking about this you can feel the wind is rising hey this has got to be one of the top three soundtracks right i don't know if we have like copyright hold on I'll change it just slightly before we post it. Don't worry. Perfect. No, you won't. <laughs> Barely figure out how to, how to actually uh, post our podcast. I want to change the theme music to Big Trouble in Little China. But uh, for our listeners out there, so this past weekend, we played uh, the Upper Deck Legendary um, series of card games, but the theme, the themed one uh, relating to Big Trouble in Little China. And so since we had that, we were like, well, we got to watch the movie. So in the span, in the one night, we both watched the movie and then played the game for a few hours. Uh, and so then we were just like, let's do the podcast this week on all things this. Cause and fans, we know you're concerned. We won both games. No worry. Yeah. <laughs> Lopan, he, he couldn't do anything to us. We, mm. we got him. Team-based got him game. Time. And the cast bringers brought it. So let's start with the movie. Again, it's a, a 1986. It's kind of a cult classic. But what are your guys' uh, just general thoughts on the movie, favorite parts, think favorite characters, things like that? Uh, Chris, why don't you go first? I love the movie. Uh, 
I Pat, did we see it together first? Do you think? I mean, we must have, but I like I my first. So I guess part of the re, so we should frame it for our listeners here. Uh, this was a very popular movie in the Singer household. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of the one of like maybe the three or four movies that I, as a young young child, probably even too young to be actually watching these, but I would binge this. Your parents didn't really watch <laughs> yeah, this very well. Yeah, yeah. It is PG thirteen though. So yeah, I was watching okay. around like four three. Um, well, <laughs> it came in 86 and so i probably didn't watch it till i was like eight or nine well yeah you would have been four yeah we four um i mean this the first memory i have of this movie was watching it on like vhs or whatever or like whatever we had it on um it's so like i don't we i don't remember seeing it in the theater or anything no we definitely but, didn't do that i feel like so, we must have recorded it off hbo yeah i think so on vhs yeah but um but yes, I mean we we must have watched it together. I can't really mm-hmm. think about it. I feel like wanna... mom totally wanted to watch it because she loved like these weird action movies. Which pretty is good, pretty good taste, honestly. It's, yeah, it's a great movie. That's <laughs> awesome, and this is the weirdest action one. The weirdest right. action movies yes. you could pick. But okay, Chris, keep going. So yeah, I just remember watching it. I was. 10 maybe around that age and thinking the three storms were amazing had no idea who or what they were um but loved them loved the fight scenes loved the martial arts uh and then like the mysticism and magic piece especially at the end and like the big battle i just thought like the whole it was just such a different movie from what I had seen at the time where I, I thought this movie was just awesome. And then like the one-liners. So the movie's really hard to follow when you're 10 to 12 years old and not paying much attention to dialogue and story and plotting. But the one-liners were so funny and fantastic that I thought it was great. Um, and it's it's definitely, I feel like it's a movie that kids at that age because that was like ninja turtle time mm-hmm. and when like it, at least for us growing up like ninjas started to become huge and this movie came out probably i think it probably came out when um like at the start of that and then caught the the wave of ninjas because it flopped so bad in the theater and then in the home video releases started doing a lot better and then and partly because I feel like this is a movie that kids would really like even though they're probably not not really should shouldn't really be watching it love it Randy yeah I so my first time watching it was maybe 10 years ago I'd never even heard of it before Uh, My roommates at the time, we watched it, and I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) Like you said, Chris, I couldn't follow any of it. I thought it was one of the most ridiculous, least lightest plot, like just throwing things in for no reason. I mean, looking back, the three storms, I didn't even know they were called three storms. They definitely, I thought they were just ripoffs of Mortal Kombat characters, um, along with Lao Pen. Uh, just none of it made sense, which was even better. And then and I think that's part of it is that they don't like mention things. And one of the re- they don't mention like people's names barely. And one of the reasons the p- 
plot is hard to follow is because it moves it's a breakneck pace and they they don't they're just skipping over things and like you said like certain points just randomly thrown like okay suddenly there's a monster all right let's go with it <laughs> which i learned the monster is a monster i learned the monster's name reading the wikipedia article his name is wild man wild man <laughs> and the i did one, not know that listen, at all the one thing he's not is a man and it's in his name <laughs> wild man wild man <laughs> that's even better i but the funny thing is chris you say that so we when we watched it saturday I'm pretty sure there are almost no plot holes in the whole movie, except for the monster. Like everything else is somehow either explained, slightly referenced, slightly explained. It's like parts of the movie. It's like the straight man, funny man act. And Mm -hmm. like they do enough of the straight man act, like, like Jack Burton will be like, what is this? And somebody else might answer it enough where you're like, I'll take that explanation. But if you, like you said, you really have to listen because it's so fast. The dialogue is so fast, but I really think they might explain almost everything in the movie. If you watch it carefully enough. The, The funny part though, too, is like, it's, it's almost like the movie expects you to have like a background knowledge in like like Chinese mythology with the way they explain things. And but like at the time, and especially at the time this movie was released, like, like, no, not a chance and so it's just you don't have a 10 year old like this was like this movie's like the first exposure i've right, ever had to yes, Chinese exactly mythology. and it's and, it, and it's almost just like the like the, at the pace and even just like the like light uh exposition they do on some of these things it's just like expects you to already kind of know some of this stuff and fill in the gaps yourself and it's like no i know none of this what is happening it, it's like this is little big trouble in little china three and you should have already seen <laughs> yes. one and two and know yes. exactly what's going on but the best part is jack Byrne really mentions it throughout the movie he has no clue what's going on either. right it so. is it's like we we are along the along for the ride with jack yeah Byrne. yeah great I think that's one of the things this the movie does so well is like really switches the Jack Burton to be the bumbling idiot who just mm. is like lucky and just go along for the ride. And everyone else is the real hero, but they're just focused on Jack Jack Burton's your main character and they play that off so well. Yeah. It's it's Jack Burton, especially again, I you know you if you think about the time this was released, Jack Burton really is just like a, while he is the action hero, he at he is also at the same time a complete satire of all the 80s yeah. action heroes. Like he's trying to be the big, the big strong guy, but he just screws everything up and it's everybody else kind of throwing him on their backs to, to carry him through this adventure or whatever. And it's, it's great. Kurt Russell plays him perfectly. Couldn't imagine yeah. anybody else besides Patrick Swayze. Cause they're practically the same actor, but Kurt Russell, <laughs> Wait, they're not the same person. Yeah. Kurt Russell is phenomenal in this movie. Can we, so we, can we talk about a few of our favorite co- quotes from Jack Burton? Well, real quick. Cause wait. I just yep. wanted, I do want to allude to how much I love this movie. So as a, as a young child, I have vivid memories being in preschool uh, and at the time, like forcing the entire, like I was in a preschool class of, I think like six, seven or eight other kids and somehow convinced all of them to play big trouble in little China with me. Where I was, Jack, <laughs> I was Jack Burton. And like, we were just all running around like fighting monsters and, and doing all this stuff. Uh, and it was great, great time. I couldn't say I knew any of the plot of the movie other than it's Jack and, uh, Grace, Gracie law, just being an item and, and trying to fight off all the forces of evil. It, 
so one of the things I was reading about it in my research is one of the only reasons this movie got rated PG-13 is because Jack drops an F-bomb when they're like, when they go about to do, like start getting ready for the final battle and they're like, what do you, you think you're ready, Jack? And he's just like, F it, let's go. And they like jump down the hole or whatever. And that's, that's what pushed it up to a PG-13. And when you think about it, there's really like yes there's a lot of fighting and stabbing and stuff but there's no blood yeah and even the stabbing like is like very cor- like i i remember the one scene in the in the alley fight scene in the beginning of the movie with the two with the uh oh man the chang sings and the the wing kongs they like the one guy like flips the guy over and goes to stab him and he's just clearly stabbing him to like the right of his leg like it's, yeah. not, even, like it's yeah. not even like a good yeah. fake stab mm-hmm. and so it's just, it's just like stuff like that throughout the whole or like thing. it's a, like a quick pan and you just see guys in the background and like someone slashes a sword and the other guy like flies backwards like yeah. obviously he didn't hit it like he didn't hit him or anything and there's a lot of this stuff of like some like the old uh <laughs> tricks they used to do with leonardo the ninja turtle where he never cuts anyone with the sword. The right. swords are always yeah. used to block things when he punches <laughs> yeah. them. Oh, stab him with the sword. Maybe <laughs> hits him with like the hilt of the sword. Yes, yes. Knock him out or something. Yeah. <laughs> but right. other than that, there's really no like major. Yeah, then the other bloodiest part, you can't even call it that, but is when Thunder explodes himself and it's like green stuff. Yeah. You know? and... When Lopan gets the dagger in the forehead. That, that yeah that's probably pushing it up there too yeah yeah and that that scene is just you have a huge movie everything's leading up to this huge fight between kurt russell and Pan, and it's just a quick one-off like almost like a joke like like you said pat it's like they're kind of making fun at, of the tropes of other movies like i'm just gonna catch this and throw it right back at your forehead hey, type of thing it's all in the reflexes baby. yeah it's all in the re- it's all, all in the, the reflexes. reflexes uh but yeah i mean with that with that beautiful segue randy let's jump into some of your favorite one-liners uh, man. you, you want to talk about it so i gotta throw a shout out to super fan jeremy who i watched this with the first time who loves this movie uh and his favorite one of all time and if you've never heard jeremy's laugh it it is ground shaking i'll be honest um his favorite one is i'm looking for it right here as like i told my last wife i says honey i never drive faster than i can see besides that it's all in the reflexes <laughs> like <laughs> make any sense <laughs> you chris actually i got it let me let's let's come back to the quotes because i think chris is much better at saying these in the jack burton voice you mean the, the Jack Nicholson voice? The Jack, it's Jack <laughs> Nicholson doing Jack Burton. Guys, but the, uh, testing. They wanted him to play. I don't know if I mentioned that. There you go, Chris. I sent you the link through the chat. I, it is great though. That like, yeah, those the like mini little monologues that Jack Burton has in the beginning yeah. and end of the film are so good. This movie for me is up there with Army of Darkness in like the amount mm. and the amount of and great quality of like the weird like one liner zinger things that are getting thrown out in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's it's hard to pull off like a B style movie and make it awesome like this. Like you said, Army yeah, of Darkness sure. is right up there. So one thing I, I was doing about some research on it, and it was compared to Romancing the Stone. Have you guys ever seen that one? 
Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I have, but yeah. That should be one we watch because I think that has like the same similar type of cheesiness, but kind of and funny to it. Michael Douglas, right? Romantic yeah, Muslim. Michael Douglas. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the other things that I saw is that this movie was coming out um, at the same time Golden Child came yeah. out. And you can totally see similarities between yeah. that. Like the two, I think Golden Child got production greenlit first, but they, but John Carpenter had been working on Big Trouble in Little China for longer. And he got so mad that he pushed production fast so he could beat Golden Child to the theater because he quotes is like, well, there hasn't been a mystical Chinese ninja movie in 25 years in Hollywood and suddenly two come out at the same time. <laughs> what the hell about? Or something like that. Yeah. All right, ready, ready for some quotes? Yeah, let's, let's do some quotes. <laughs> hey, I'm a reasonable guy. I've, I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. <laughs> that was in your voice, Chris. Through his voice. Hey, uh, I'm a reasonable guy. I've just seen some <laughs> unreasonable things. <laughs> right, we're doing Jack Nicholson as Jack Burns. Hey, I'm a reasonable guy. Here's Low Pan. Everybody relax. Hey, I'm here. here. You got the website up? Yeah. Randy, go down to yeah. number six. You be Egg Shen. All right, and I got it. Number six. Yeah. All right, go ahead. No, you're action. You start it. Okay. You will come out no more. What? Huh? We'll come out no more. Come on. Damn it. <laughs> do the do the last one, Chris. Do 16. Uh, just, just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earthquakes. The poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks at that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. This would have to be one of the most fun movies to write, right? Just... Oh, my favorite. This is one of my favorite come from? Number 13. (laughs) I took something. I can see things no one else can see. I can do things no one else can do. Why are you dressed like that? <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Call the president. <laughs> call the president. <laughs> I also, I like, you don't appreciate the just like, just kind of like dry wit that some of these lines have until you're just reading them. But even this one, just yeah. like, this is Jack Burton in the old pork chocolate express. <laughs> and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. <laughs> Like, what the are. hell does that mean? Huh? China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> All I know is low pan characters come out of thin air in the middle of the deck alley while his buddies flying around on wires, cutting everybody to shreds. <laughs> he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Although, Which Pat, didn't you make a good point about that? Brings, us, brings us to a Yes, maybe the only plot hole in the movie. So in that scene, which is, again, the very end of the like alleyway fight scene in the beginning of the movie. So Jack and uh, Jack and Wang are, are driving, trying to escape through the alley and they see Lopan 
and he drives, and then the way the movie shot clearly hits and runs him clearly over. Clearly crushes Lopan. Yeah. You can hear the thud. And then deep. and then Lopan walks from the back and you know and blinds Jack. And then so then for the rest of the movie, they're like, he I drove straight through him. I drove straight through him. But the way the movie shot, like, no, you didn't, you ran him over, which we were talking while we watched it. It's like they it feels like they shot the movie and shot must have shot that scene first or something, and then maybe a script edit or something and they changed it to where they drove straight through him but then we're just like ah screw it we're gonna leave leave that scene in like where we run him over to, like the special effects should have been put in where he passes through because the whole thing in the movie is that low pan is insubstantial and like can't grab things yeah, yeah he's like ethereal yeah. and can pass through yes. right and, and especially right they they use the effect in the when he's in his base or whatever, and he's like going through the walls, they through use the, the wall, effect, like, yep. heaven fade through yeah. the wall. Wouldn't like they use grab the lady when she's Maoian, when she's like right. laying, floating mm. in the air? And so it's like, why wouldn't you use that effect to show him like clearly going through the truck? But nope. <laughs> so I was also reading in the research they had to do like a lot of cuts post post credit because their budget was getting really tight. <laughs> just like well, that would be really expensive to special effect that in so we'll just let him we'll just him. run him over <laughs> yeah hey. minor, um minor detail a couple other uh easter eggs or fun facts uh that i was reading about one of them was um Kurt Russell suffered a bad case of the flu during shooting so due to the fever a lot of the crazy sweat we saw in his body was real Ooh. Yeah, when he's going through the brothel and he's like all sweaty and like wet in the rain and stuff, that's it, him. It he, is impressive how like glistening his body is through most of the movie. So like yeah. the fact that it's real is, ugh. yeah. The I thought that was pretty funny. And then um, I didn't know this. Did you guys know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle character Ho Chan? Mm-mm based completely on Lopan. You'll have to look up a picture. I know there was a whole Ninja Turtles episode that's like a, a rip, and I guess it wouldn't be a rip. It would probably be more of an homage to this movie. Okay, so that was probably it then. Mm-hmm. I did well, read What's that the Ninja too. Turtles character's name? Ho-Chan instead of Lopan. Amazing. I'm looking it up right now. In a, everything I said, Red said that Raiden was inspired by this movie. Mortal Kombat, Raiden was and Shang Tsung yeah. in Mortal Kombat were both inspired by the Three Storms and by Lopan and like the creators. Oh, and this looks them. like... Sorry, I'm just looking up the uh, Ninja Turtles character and this looks like from the newer Ninja Turtles because um, he's like the, he's like computer animated and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's CGI. Which I think actually coincidentally... Uh, my son just started watching tonight and got like super into it. So now I'm going to make him watch this episode. It's going to be great. Um, another thing is the guy who played uh, Rain um, mm-hmm. didn't realize it was a comedy until his last act fight. Um, he thought it was like an action adventure movie with a little bit of a ghost story to it. But then in his last act fight, when it was... Um, when Wang gives him the double eyebrows exactly he said when he got the double eyebrows he realized it was actually a comedy um that had (laughs) some action adventure in it here's Uh, a fun fact going back to the ninja turtles that ho chan is voiced by james hong who played lo pan yes oh amazing 
That is awesome. And actually, J- that actor's been in a bunch of like, uh, like kids, like computer anime. Like he was the dad in Kung Fu Panda. He's that's right. Uh, that's right. He's Panda's dad. From what I've been reading, just about every um, show that does some sort of like reference to Lo Pan or Big Trouble in Little China, he is in just about all of them. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. The stuntman who wore the wild man costume, the monster costume, is never named in like the book that came out about the movie uh, because he was a pain to work with. He hated the suit and um, he he couldn't really see through the suit. Uh, He refused to walk in a manner that the creature creator wanted him to. So they just wrote him off, decided not to give him any credit for it at all. Wow. It's harsh. Oh man, the movie's so good. And so we, we've been talking a lot about the movie and we still got to dive into now the card game that we played about it too. Mm-hmm. So we we played the Upper Deck Legendary Series um, and this was the Big Trouble Little China themed uh, version of the game. And so guys, thoughts on the card game? Well, Chris, we'll start with you. Yeah, as far as, so it's my understanding that the Legendary games are all played the same there's just reskinned with like marvel heroes big drum little china aliens as a gameplay system i think it's fantastic i had it it was lots of fun little bit of a learning curve not as bad as some games i've played um but i think it's it can be quick but it can be actually more involved so i had a lot of fun with legendary and the way uh, Big Trouble Little China is skinned over it. They did a fantastic job. I think it, it fits it. It's um, it, it, it was fun. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely fun, fun play, and it just gives you some like more information, like looking at the art and like reading the quotes and stuff on on the cards and everything. So, it gets my recommendation. Yeah, I would definitely play it again. It was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, we never play a game more than once, even if it costs hundreds of, hundreds of dollars. So Sometimes we don't even play it once. Sometimes we don't even open it. So right. several games in the wrapping on my shelf. That we don't play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. I think it was skinned perfectly. And then when we looked up, I think, was it Marvel Legendary? It was almost like they didn't even change the name of some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it fits way better with Big Trouble in Little China, like the places. Yes. Like fit really well yeah. with Big Trouble in Little China. Um, but yeah, it's cool because you get to play as all the characters and they all have different, like the cards have all different like powers on them that let you do different things. And then you get to play with different cards when you play again. So there's a lot of different, I, I think it's got lasting power that game. It's not like you play it once and you're done. It's it's fun. Yeah, I, I liked um, a lot of the card, like some of the card flavor and it was really good too. Like yeah. I, the one that comes to mind was like all the all in the reflexes card where you had to like quick tr- pick a card from your you know like player to your left and if you got the right card you got like a huge power boost mm-hmm. and so like just just that you know kind of playing into that fact in the movie where like jack's got the good reflexes and it's a jack burton card and you're trying you know uh, just the little stuff like that i think that adds a lot to the game and makes you kind of immersive in the movie a little bit um yeah i thought the the system was really good i was reading a little bit about it uh, and even just from like, you know, like, uh, what is it? It's boardgamegeek.com, like their forums and stuff. So consensusly, it's a pretty good game. But overall, with like the Upper Deck Legendary Series, a lot of people like 
the legendary encounters more so it's like a just it's another offshoot of the legendary series that i think is more in depth and that one i believe is like aliens and predator are like the two big ones that have gotten on it yes we're buying it so yeah maybe that'll be the next one we play but it it seems like it's very similar to it but there's a little more i think just complexity wise like this was like chris you had mentioned the learning curve wasn't too bad like it really wasn't that complex of like a deck building game which is in a good way um but so for something a little more like if you want mechanically a little more depth it seems like the encounters series is a little might have a little more to offer i don't know but i love i agree with both you guys i loved this it was so fun and again it was um it it wasn't too hard to learn it was you know i this is it's close enough where like my wife would maybe want to play this even though i the more i think about yeah she probably wouldn't but it's close because normally she hates this type of stuff so (laughs) Um, so I, 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 oh, go ahead, Pat. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, so like for me that, yeah, that this was great. I think we, if we had, if you had somebody teaching it to you, like Pat, if you taught it to Jamie, I think it'd be easy to learn probably. Yeah. Um, I think reading, I through think that's it, part of our learning curve was none of us had ever done a legendary yeah. game before. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. But you could probably explain it a lot easier after now that we've played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just fun, man. It, I and, mean, it was awesome because we watched the movie and then we played the game. I mean, yeah, and it was all fresh in your head and just getting yeah. to be. I, I like to. So I think total they have ten different heroes you can, and you only use five at a time. Yeah. And so it provides us a lot of different combinations and mixing and matching to kind of make games feel a little different each time you play. And same thing with the villains. So I think that's it too. Is that it, there's a lot of replayability that gets added to yeah. it by just kind of mixing and matching, you know, some of the different things in it and we started with gracie law's friend so that one wasn't wasn't yeah, our we favorite started, we started with uh with eddie who's only in for like oh one eddie act, for one action <laughs> scene through the through the whole movie and margo who's margo. Same thing. right gracie's gracie's like reporter friend, which margo. both both were fun but we wanted but you know we wanted to play with egg shen was i think my favorite yeah. in the game he had same. some good cards i, I liked egg shen i liked yeah. wang yeah we didn't even play with wang chi in the first the first time we played yeah there uh so yeah no it's good yep so in doing some research gentlemen uh just found out there is a new series of i believe they're 10 inch big trouble in a little china fully posable action figures and coming out ordered all of them this Chris. month coming out this end month? of end oh, of the month get out who's of here make, really? who's making them uh made by Renner five five inch action figure. <laughs> sorry, B S T A X N. I've never heard of them. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Because I have, so I have one of them. I have Target released like an old, like an old school kind of uh, action figure line to like mm-hmm. kind of make them similar to the eighties. And I have the Jack Burton one. If you Google Big Trouble in Little China action figures, it's like one of the first images that pop up. So right now, the only one that's showing up for me is the lightning action figure. Yeah, that one they did a video, YouTube video on, I saw. So somebody's got that one. Lightning, okay. Oh, the, so it's is it the new reaction? Because that's no, no, no. Because no. that's what I was looking for, actually. Okay. It's, but, but guys, we're keeping this franchise alive is, is what we're getting at 
PSD. Well, they were. Well, should we talk about how they were going to make a sequel with The Rock? Because it's one of his or favorite reboot movies. slash sequel slash. Yeah. Yes. Kind of glad that got canceled. So I'm into it. I want it. Uh, I don't know. Did it like formally get canceled? Yeah, I canceled it. You did. <laughs> Wait, what? You just on Twitter, you were like, no. It's canceled. You don't even need a reason. You just have to say it's canceled. Done. Oh, Chris, I see. If this is the one, it's not Sideshow. Sideshow collectibles look amazing. Yeah, those are like $250. Especially when you compare them to the, the cheap collectibles that look nothing like the actual <laughs> characters. And Pat, you have the shirt, right? I do. I have, I have the Jack Burton Dragon Tank top. Uh, I, I went to put it on when we were hanging out, but I, I think it was in the wash or something. I do so, wear that like somewhat regularly. So, so are we going to be the three storms when we go to Comic-Con next time? Ooh, that, that's a, Sounds right. that, that's an intricate costume. I feel like, but why not? Yeah. I'm down. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh big trouble. We're trying to any quick final thoughts you guys want to say mine is just, great franchise and not even I can't call it a franchise great movie love it and I love all the little offshoots that have come out of, around it it's so good there is a comic book sequel okay right? we'll call it a franchise then yeah, yeah. you're good we're into it um yeah i would say if you haven't seen it you have to watch it and if you could watch it with some friends or some family even better because it's better with people but it's it's awesome Perfect date night movie. Perfect date night movie. Yep. <laughs> Chris, any final final thoughts, comments, anything? Well, you know what I have to say, Pat. Okay. You know what old Chris says when you're talking about movies and closing out the podcast. Chris says, "You say goodbye to that podcast, and I'm gonna say goodbye to that podcast." Right, right in the face. In the face. Hey, it just started raining here. Yeah, you know what? why a good strong man likes to feel the nature on his face. Yeah, but a wise man has enough sense to get out of the rain. <laughs> my other favorite line. As, as <laughs> one of my favorites too. Egg Shen, so wise. <laughs> All right. That's gonna do it for this week's episode of Cast Bringers. Before we go though, we always gotta give you the DD character of the week. This week's DD character is Hitoti. Hitoti. Hitoti is a Yuan T pureblood rogue um, with a sailor specialization. Um, female, 31 years old. He had a, she, I should say, had a former life as a, as a farmer or her. And uh, she has a little trait that she likes to stretch the truth for the sake of a good story. Um, she is committed to her crewmates, but not necessarily to their ideals. She's loyal to her captain first and everything else is second. She'll say anything to avoid having to do some extra work though. And she likes to collect exotic coins. She became a rogue uh, after seeing something in her and was able to kind of learn some useful tricks. Very roguelike. She's exceptionally ugly and she speaks in rhyme or some <laughs> other peculiar way at times. Sorry. So how her appearance is exceptionally ugly. So, okay. If anyone's interested in Hitoti, the Wan T Pure Blood Rogue, roll her out for your next uh, D and D session, or maybe Castles and Companions—is that what it was called? 
castles and castles and crusaders crusaders, crusaders. castles and crusades. castles and crusades play hitoti randy okay i'm in hitoti. hitoti exceptionally ugly sounds good so if anyone asks what do you look like you just say exceptionally ugly exceptionally ugly i love it nice all right that's gonna do it for this week's episode of cast bringers oh actually record scratch recommendations anybody got some recommendations for play watch read why the last man before it gets canceled play, big trouble in little china watch big trouble in little china play big trouble in little china the game and read. there is a video game it's there is 64 it's supposed to be bad and read <laughs> wait it's not nintendo 64 commodore 64 oh that's much older and read why the last man all right. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Cast Bringers. Remember, if you ever want to try to get an article in on the Killing Blow or just give us some general thoughts, ideas, comments you're thinking of about the show or topics you, you like to discuss. just remember here, Cast Bringers, that these Cast Bringers are going to keep bringing this cast, whether you want us to or not. And anyone who's out there listening, you give them hell. Casting, give them hell. We'll keep bringing. That's right. So email us, castbringers at gmail.com. Love it. As old Jack Burton had just said, we will always keep casting. You guys keep listening. Oh, hey, Randy. What's up, Chris? Hey, did I tell you uh, the other day I was driving um, driving to work and I was eating an apple in the car and then I had to go through a tunnel? No, you weren't telling me about this. What but, happened? Well, it turns out I had a really bad case of car apple tunnel syndrome. Car apple tunnel syndrome? Car apple tunnel? Carpal oh, tunnels. carpal tunnel syndrome. I think carpool would have been a better route to take. <laughs> carpool tunnel. After he ate an apple? Well, no. It's, Why would I eat an apple? Swap carpool. the apple part out with, with my carpool. doesn't let food in the car. Carpool tunnel syndrome. Carpool tunnel. Chris, I had, did I tell you when I was driving the other day, um, I drove my car right into a pool. <laughs> because i have carpool tunnel syndrome did you go through a tunnel no hey randy did i tell you the other day i had to drive a co-worker to work i had a really bad case of carpool tunnel <laughs> oh wait i forgot that we drove through the tunnel <laughs> hey pat yeah I, w- I was walking my dog the other day got had a case of carpool tunnel syndrome <laughs> Well, I, I was walking my dog the other day and a bad case of dog walking syndrome. Chris, did you did you walk your dog the other day? Yeah. I walked my dog the other day and I listened to the way of kings. <laughs> bad case of stormlight archive syndrome. How late how late is Chris staying up tonight listening to the way of kings? What's your guess, Pat? Uh ten. 20 he's gonna try to listen to it and immediately fall asleep <laughs> so i'll probably go up to like 11 30. all right what? midnight <laughs>